Shira Tanya for Cheshvat Roshanah Pshutah. We're continuing with the second half of Perek of Aleph, where the Altar began describing to us the difference between our speech and our Diburim, the words that we utter, and the man, the, as opposed to Lahavdal, the Abishter's speech and the Abishter's words uttered. And the, for example, the words the Abishter created the world with. And the Altar pointed out that when we speak, they become, they take on their own independent existence and their 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 its own their own um, standalone reality, as opposed to the Abishter to be they they still are boy. they're still one with him as if before they were spoken they're still in their source why so because to be able to be their own existence they have to leave him and the abishter less us upon him and the abishter is everywhere hence when words find themselves in this source from which they were rooted it's similar to the way our machshavas are rooted in the nefesh and therefore once they're so unified and once they're one the atzim in such a deeper way, they have no value because they, they're shraga in in the in their source where there's limitless um, uh, source of machshavas and of diburim, etc. It's so why is it called dibur? So the Altar described to us in yesterday's Tanya that it be it dibur reflects the fact that it it uh, is is revealed to those that are outside of him as opposed to earlier it was concealed. So what did happen by creation is that the Abishra, so to speak, revealed himself and brought the world into creation and creation into a way that we can relate it. But Ba'etzim, it didn't go outside of him and it's still bottle and toffle to him as if it's inside of him. However, we may still think to ourselves at the end of the day something happened which means the world was brought into existence and therefore it is a, a real change and if so it would affect change and it's not uh, the way we were describing that it's one and, uh, and with the and the world didn't create it didn't affect any change by the and therefore today is going to point out that to create the oil the Ebishter distilled his light through a distillation process of going down the rungs and diminishing the light from Ruchnis into becoming more uh, coarse and and more palatable for those that are limited beings. So they shouldn't become bottle from the flash from the, the height of the light and the the bleak vul of the Abishter. Now this process and this change and this creation only takes effects, effect in regards to us. However, in regards to the Abishter, he's like the, the Rav that gives a, a muscle. He gives a parable for the student to be able to understand. He sees the Rav teaching, he sees in the muscle, he already sees the nimshal. He doesn't see it as concealing. And in our um, case, the Abishter doesn't, the Tzimtzum doesn't really uh, limit the light for him. It only limits it for us to be able to, f- to not be affected by the blast of the of, of seeing the Abishter's entire reality. But at the end of the day, for him, it's not Taka, um, not, doesn't conceal. And therefore, even though for us, the Bria Beferish did create a reality that we can exist in, but that's only in regards to us something really changed. By the Abishter, this this uh, whole symptom is not real because it didn't really limit or conceal anything from him. And hence, the that the creation of the world didn't affect any change. Let's see in the Altarvah's In the same vein, in a way of a, a parable, the Abishter's speech and thought 
is miyuchad is their their one betachlas ayichad in the most one uh, the the most unified form by mahosav atzmosav isbaruch with the essence of the avishter gamachas yatsu debor isbaruch elapayil even after his words were uttered and came into existence bebrius oylemis by with, with creation of the world just as it was one with him and you um, completely united with him before the world was created but ain't shum shinoi klal lefanim isbaruch there's no difference by him. The only difference is in regards to those created that they receive their chayz, their vitality from the Abishtah's Dibur. That for them, it's as we explained earlier, Dibur, it was it's revealed to them now. Because now, so to speak, it came into existence in their in their eyes and for the and for their tvegin. Now it's so to speak enclosed in them. Through this diminishment going down the rungs and from cause to effect, and we read this on Madrigas and going down different levels, with distillations and different limit, uh, limitations, Rabbin, Vishayin, and many, a multitude and different ones, until us limited uh, creations are able to receive our highest, our vitality, and our existence from Him, in a way that we don't uh, we don't become nullified, in our entire existence doesn't so to speak, dissipate. However, what really is Tzimtzumim? They're really covering, so to speak, concealing the Ebishter's face. Um, to conceal and to cover over the light and the life, which is, which stems from the Ebishter's utterances, the Ebishter's words. It shouldn't be revealed in such a powerful way. In which, in which have that been the case, we wouldn't be able to receive what, what the Ebishter intends to be. And therefore, because it's concealed, we see the light and the life coming from the words of the Ebishtah. We see it as if it's like our words that is now detached from the Ebishtah, and the world has its own existence. It's separated. We see it as if it's Kilu, it's, it's a Dibra, it's words that a person brought out from his nefesh. So it's not come from a higher source, but now it's its own reality. But this is only in our eyes. There's nothing that's really concealing and covering over and, and so to speak, limiting the Abishter, distilling his light in any way, shape, or form. Darkness, which would mean concealment in our case, it's just like light. He sees through both of them equally. That darkness, which conceals, that doesn't conceal from him, doesn't make it dark for him. The, the tzimtzumim are also him. This is also to speak, if we think about it for a second, if we are in the Abishter's thought, like in a, like a story in the mind of an author. So he sees the whole story as it's being created, and he's the one that placed the limitations. It's all part of, in his mind, it's all part of him, and hence they don't have, it's not, It's it, it, they don't have their own existence. As opposed to, us, we feel ourselves not as a part in within the Abish's mind. We feel ourselves as a as existence, as if the story is a reality to the extent that we are our own people, and therefore we see ourselves as our own independent beings. But Lagabi the Abish that it's all part within the source, it's still one with him. 
Um, and he says, different and the that he all created, they're not, they're not separate from him. That that type of um, insect that it's it's covering in its shell is from it itself. That Sai Hashem and Sai Alekim, also the Tzimtzum is also him. It's the same Abishim. Hence, having said all that, the world before the Abishim has no true existence. And this again furthers the concept that we're understanding of Achtos Hashem, how this world is not a real existence. It's all really part of the Abishim. And the Abishim doesn't see this as separate from the Abishim. Where this is leading us, again, in the bigger picture, is we describe Perkit that there's there's uh, uh, Avam Suteris that's able to be awakened when uh, pressed to the wall for Messias Nafis. Now, I was going to bring this down in a way that is life and death. And any moment, if you're separating yourself from the Abishar, from the Achtas of the Abishar, it's it's really separating you from it's it's like a void And therefore, a person at any point will be able to awaken that Avam Suteris.